please turn in your Bibles this morning to Scripture, 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 10 through 15. If you would like to follow along using a Bible pew, you can find the passage on page 968. Please stand for the reading of God's Word. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, beginning with verse 10. He who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will supply and multiply your seed for sowing and increase the harvest of your righteousness. You will be enriched in every way to be generous in every way, which through us will produce thanksgiving to God. For the ministry of this service is not only supplying the needs of the saints, but is also overflowing in many thanksgivings to God. By their approval of this service, they will glorify God because of your submission that comes from your confession of the gospel of Christ and the generosity of your contribution for them and for all others while they long for you and pray for you because of the surpassing grace of God upon you. Thanks be to God for his inexpressible gift. This is the word of God. Please be seated. Let's pray together. Lord, we have heard your word, and it is beautiful, and it is truth, not because we say so, but because you spoke it. And so, Lord, now will you by your Holy Spirit, illumine our hearts and minds so that we can hear the truth, so that we can know your love and your grace toward us. And we pray this in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Well, does uh, anyone know what Thursday is this week? Uh, I, could, I could go anywhere in our country, virtually anywhere in our country, and ask that question, and most people, whether they are Christians or not, whether they believe anything about God or not, would have answered, yes, it's Thanksgiving. So here's the question that I think is a, a legitimate one for us to ask. This Thursday, who or what are those that don't trust in Christ, those that don't know God, who or what are they thanking? Are they thanking their lucky stars? Are they thanking, as 
one person who uh, used to cut my hair would have? Are they thanking the universe? Who or what are those who are without Christ thanking? And then the follow-up question for us is what about us? Other than on Thursday, are we known to be a thankful people when it comes to giving thanks? Are we more like what we are called to do in the Scripture or are we more like the unbeliever that simply tacks it on and it becomes, as it were, impersonal? A lack of giving thanks actually is a characteristic of unbelief. The Apostle Paul uh, said this, in Romans 1, verse 21, he's talking about the, pl the plight of mankind. And here, here's what he says. For although they knew God, and what he's saying is not that they were Christians, but he's saying down deep in their heart of hearts, they knew God. They might have denied him. They might have suppressed that knowledge and, and all of those things, but they knew. But here's what he says. Although they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks to him. But they became futile in their thinking and their foolish hearts were darkened. So if you're going to characterize unbelief, one of the, the first things that the Apostle Paul talks about, and he gives many characteristics in that chapter, but, but one of the things he says is it's a lack of, of giving thanks uh, Cornelius Plantinga said this, it must be an odd feeling to be thankful to nobody in particular. Christians in public institutions often see this odd thing happening on Thanksgiving Day. Everyone in the institution seems to be thankful in general, he puts it in quotes, in general. It's very strange. It's a little like being married in general. You see how incongruent is what that's what he's saying is that that it 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 simply doesn't fit and it doesn't fit even with their worldview if there is not a, a fundamental belief. So here's where we're starting, and that is that, that true thanksgiving presumes a God and is specifically fitting with being a disciple of Jesus Christ. Now, uh, if you remember our, uh, our launch magazine, and if you're visiting with us, you want to be sure and pick up a, a launch magazine. And uh, I actually, um, yesterday when I was... Uh, uh, preaching through this uh, here in the pulpit. I actually had a, a launch magazine sitting right here that I was going to pick up, and, and, and somebody was so kind as to clean up the pulpit for me. So, <laughs> but it, it really is okay. It really is okay. I don't need it. 
but I, I, I was, I was going to hold it up. Um, and uh, what I wanted to point out was, if you remember uh, back in August when we had our launch, we, we put up on the screen the discipleship flow. And what we were doing was describing here at St. Andrews, if, if somebody is an, a fully enfolded disciple, what do they look like? What, what are the characteristics? And in that flow, it had, it had worship, and then it had connect, and then it had growth, and then it had serve over here. And uh, all of them were essential to what we understand a disciple to be. They're categories. That's not, that's not totally complete. But we think that, that describing a, a disciple of Jesus Christ, a growing and folded disciple, that, that those categories help us with that. Today, I actually want us to take those, uh, those categories and see if, if that's really what a disciple is, is there any connection with one who gives thanks. And as you can see by what I said earlier, that true thanksgiving uh, is specifically fitting with being a disciple of Jesus Christ. So let's take a look at, at those four, then we're gonna uh, do some application. First of all, giving thanks is part of a disciple's worship. In Psalm 100, verse four, Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name. And I could have picked uh, dozens and dozens and dozens of psalms that would have said something along those lines and, and connected thanksgiving with worship. You fast forward to the New Testament, Colossians 3. Verse 16, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. See, it's describing worship. And then it says, with thankfulness in your hearts to God. It's connected. It is itself worship. And then further back in the New Testament in Hebrews chapter 12, Verse 28, therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us be thankful and so worship God acceptably with reverence and awe. So thankfulness leads us into worship and thankfulness itself is an aspect of worship. And therefore, it is an essential part of being a disciple. And then we move around the discipleship flow, and we see that giving thanks is a part of being connected. The next area is, is being connected to the body of Christ. And I, I just want to give you some examples from the Apostle Paul, and I'm going to do them quickly, but those are in your outline if you want to look them up. But you find them in the, in the greetings of his various letters to churches. You will see how he begins, how he uh, talks about his connection 
really with them. Romans 1 verse 8, first I thank my God through Jesus Christ for all of you because your faith is proclaimed in all the world. And for each of them, he had reasons he was, he was thankful for them. 1 Corinthians 1, 4, I give thanks to my God always for you because of the grace of God that was given you in Christ Jesus. Philippians 1, 3, and 4, you're going to see a pattern here. I thank my God in all my remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine for you all, making my prayer with joy. Colossians 1, verse 3. We always thank God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you, since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love that you have for all the saints. And just one more, 1 Thessalonians 1, verse 2. We give thanks to God. It's almost the first thing he says each time. We give thanks to God always for all of you, constantly mentioning you in our prayers, remembering before our God and Father your work of faith and labor of love and steadfastness of hope. So he gives reasons why he gives faith. Now, let me, let me in, encourage you in this. Um, have Let's say that you have an issue with somebody. Wait a minute. That never happens here. Pretend like somebody, one of your friends in another church has an issue with somebody, okay? Here's how you can help them with that. Instead of uh, focusing on, and, and by the way, when you have an issue with somebody, what tends to happen is that they come to your mind a lot. You know, they, they, they can invade your mind. It can be during the day. It can be when you're laying there trying to go to sleep. It can be, you know, and so you have this issue, whatever it is. Here's what you tell your friend. Thank God for that person. Oh, I'm not thankful for that person, your friend may say to you. I get it. Didn't say start out by being thankful for that person. If you wait until you're thankful for them, you may never get to the point of giving thanks for them. So we do what the scripture says and give thanks. And if nothing else, here's what you can know. And I've said this to you in in lots of forms over and over in lots of different ways. That everyone and everything in your life, just just like the solo we heard today, blessings, everyone and everything in your life is to make you more like Jesus. Now, we've got to, we've got to understand that by faith because it, it, it won't feel like it if we're having an issue with somebody. But that's where you can begin, is do what the apostle Paul did. Thank God for that person And you might, and I would predict, 
that your attitude toward that person over time will change when you are obedient and you give thanks. So that's, that's the connect part. Uh, the, the third part of the wheel is uh, that giving thanks is essential to a disciple's growth. Now here I want to hone in on, on prayer. In Philippians 4, verse 6, uh, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication. There it is. Prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. So in, in between all of these parallel things that are all talking about prayer, he talks about uh, thanksgiving, letting your requests be made known to God. And then he says, in the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Now that's just one example from, from the category, but here's the point. Thanksgiving is always connected with prayer. Prayer is essential to our growth, and giving thanks is always in the context of prayer. We're not just to give thanks to one another. That's a good thing. That's a polite thing for us to do, but we're giving thanks to God the Father, and it's only in prayer, really, that we give thanks. And then the, the fourth area of our uh, discipleship flow is that giving thanks is related to service to one another. Uh, our scripture reading today I want you to notice how, how tied in uh, service is with, with thanksgiving. And in this case, what we're going to hear, I'll tell you that, and then I'll, I'll read portions of it again, is that something is done, uh, uh, one, one believer serves another, and what does it do? Well, it doesn't just help that person, but it causes thanksgiving for that person, and what's thanksgiving? It's worship. And so when you serve one another, it leads to thanksgiving, which leads to worship, which pleases God. So here's, here's how he puts it in 2 Corinthians 9. You will be enriched in every way to be generous. It was generosity in this case, in every way, which through us will produce thanksgiving to God. And then he goes on and says it, it several different ways uh, how supplying the needs of the saints is also overflowing in many thanksgivings to God. So he's not just happy that, that the believers are being provided for, he's happy that, that God is getting the thanks for that. This is a good thing from his perspective, and that's how tied in it is with service. Remember uh, in Colossians 3, 17, whatever you do in word or deed, it's that, that's service. Whatever you do, not just speaking, but in deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. So think about this week. You deacons who are going to be packing the boxes and 
of food and giving them to people. Do it with thanksgiving. Do it with thanksgiving, and it will lead to thanksgiving to God. You who have given food for the deacons to give, always give with thanksgiving. You who are here collecting boxes with the Operation Christmas Child, when you receive them, do it with thanksgiving and send those with thanksgiving. And our trust is that that when those boxes reach those children all over the world and they and their family and in some cases their whole, whole village is affected, that it will cause thanksgiving to God. You who come on Tuesday to our community Thanksgiving meal, do it with thanksgiving. When you greet people that may not smell good, that may not be the kind that that you would feel like befriending or sitting down next to, but they are here, do it with thanksgiving. Do it understanding that, that this is an opportunity for us to give thanks to God as he has provided so much for us. It's an opportunity to do it with thanksgiving. When we go out to our community with our, with our Christmas blitz and we do all these various things on that one evening just for a brief period of time in order to be a friend to our community, to, to uh, be a blessing to our community in the name of Christ, to, as our vision statement says, to bring shalom to our community, do it with thanksgiving. Thank you, Lord that you have, you have blessed us to where we have something to share with these folks. There was a, a, a long time ago a president of Princeton that said, as a young man, I came to know the Lord Jesus Christ. And the rest of my life was a P.S. to him saying, thank you, Lord, for what you've done for me. You see, that's, that's our incentive for service is out of thanksgiving. Now, let me give you some applications. I'm going to give you four of them. First is that a thankful heart follows giving thanks. And it's often not the other way around. Again and again in the scripture, there's places it says have a thankful heart and so on. But what we, what we see even more than that is a command, give thanks. Now, can you give thanks if your heart isn't feeling thankful? I believe the answer is yes. And I think you can do it without being a hypocrite in any way. Because sometimes God calls us to do something 
And then he, he enables us when we're willing to be obedient to him. He enables us to obey him and then ultimately for our heart to come around and be where it ought to be. Should we all have thankful hearts? Absolutely. But whether you, you're, you're feeling thankful or not, give thanks. And that's where it begins. And that's what we see over and over in the Scripture. Secondly, giving thanks at all times requires a belief in God's sovereignty. A belief that he is all-powerful. He is the one that's in control. I read about uh, a mother and a son whose uh, home was in the forest. And one day, uh, they were out and a, a tornado surprised them. And uh, the mother was hanging onto the tree, tried to hold on to her son, and, but the, the winds just took him away. The woman began to weep and to pray. Please, Lord, bring him back. Bring back my boy. If you do, I'll serve you all the days of my life. Suddenly, the boy topples back down at her feet, and other than being a bit mussed up, he's safe and sound. The mother just was joyful and, and, and brushed him off. And then she stopped for a moment and looked up and said, He had a hat, Lord. <laughs> now, folks, that's believing in sovereignty. He is sovereign down to the detail. The more we believe that, the more thankful we will become. Thirdly, giving thanks at all times requires a belief in God's goodness. If we don't believe he's good, we won't thank him. So what do you have to do in order to do that? You, gotta, you, you can't wait until you're in the middle of a trial. You've got to make up your mind, and some of you are in the middle of a trial right now, something very difficult in your life. But some of you aren't. You're in between trials. You've got to make up your mind that he is good. And you can't determine his goodness by looking at your circumstances. Because if you look at your circumstances to try to figure out God, you're going to come to the wrong conclusion. If you look around at the world to try to figure out God, you're going to come to the wrong attributes of God. And so instead, we've got to do the opposite. We've got to see what the Word of God says about Him, and then we look at our trials and our life and our circumstances through those eyes. And the Word of God makes it clear that He is good. When we believe that, 
we will be more able to give thanks. And then, fourthly, giving thanks at all times requires a practiced perspective. We've got to practice having a right perspective. Over in 1 Thessalonians 5, it says, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Notice, it says give thanks. doesn't say be thankful in all circumstances. Give thanks. Now, that's a command. But some of you, and I could say this in any, in any setting, I'm not thinking of anyone in particular. Some of you are, are, are struggling with that. Some of you might, might struggle when you hear the solo blessings about how maybe all of these things, in fact, all of these things are for me to know him better. It may be hard for some of you then to sing the follow-up hymn to that. He will, he will hold me fast. He'll hold you fast. Because you, you may not feel like he's holding you fast right now. It could be anything. It could be an illness. It could be a, a loss. You could be laid off. Family problems, financial problems. You're in good company if you have those. In fact, this command has, has been the same down through the ages. It's for everyone, not just for those who have something to be thankful for at that time. That's why he says, give thanks in all circumstances. But sometimes it's a matter of perspective. Matthew Henry, who some of you might have his commentary as a pastor, a Bible scholar, he was robbed, but he wrote this in his diary. Let me be thankful first because I was never robbed before. Second, because although they took my purse, they did not take my life. Third, because although they took my all, it wasn't much. Fourth, because it was I who was robbed and not I who robbed. Do you see the perspective you don't just write those down. You practice it. You, 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 you know that God is sovereign. And you, you will begin to see what to be thankful for. I teased you with this on, on Wednesday in our, our little thing, the little boy in Sunday school answering his teacher what he was thankful for and he said, I'm thankful for my glasses. Oh, okay, well, good. What teacher asked, well, why, why are you thankful for your glasses? Well, it keeps the boys from hitting me and the girls from kissing me. So, 
It's perspective, right? In 1636, the Thirty Years' War was going on, one of the worst wars in the history of mankind in terms of sheer numbers of death, epidemics, economic results of it. But there was a godly pastor whose name is Martin Rinkert. In one year, a single year, this pastor buried 5,000 people that lived in his parish. You do the math, that's more than 14 a day. He lived with what I would think would be the worst of life. In the middle of that time, he wrote a table grace for his children. And it's the hymn we sang as we opened our service. Now, thank we all our God with hearts and hands and voices. What wondrous things has done in whom his world rejoices. When I read that account, I had to ask myself, if I had spent a year holding 5,000 funerals of people I served, could I write for my children a song of thanksgiving? It's an unusual thing in history, but we see it again and again, that often it is those that from a human perspective seem to have the least to be thankful for have the most grateful hearts. May God help us, not just Thursday, to give thanks, but may he give us thankful hearts, understanding that for those who are in Christ Jesus, Ultimately, that is the bottom line of our thanksgiving, his undescribable gift to us. Let's bow together. <clears throat> Lord, will you... Help those in this room that, that don't know you yet to, to be open, open to hearing of that indescribable gift, that which gives your children reason to be thankful regardless of our circumstances. And then, Lord, Will you help those who are trusting in you alone for eternal life to live every day as your thankful people, your thankful children that truly give thanks in all circumstances. And then, Lord, give us thankful hearts to follow that. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.